Hi everyone, it's Rob Evans 365, day number 207. I'm in the car on my way into the city. I have a follow-up appointment for my optometrist after using the new contact lenses for a couple of weeks. Um, there's going to be some adjustments required. Uh, this is the normal process that we go through. It's just unfortunate that I live so far away from where the optometrist is, so I'm, I'm battling the peak hour traffic heading in. It's not too bad so far, uh, to be honest, so I should get a pretty good run. And I want to talk today about uh, heat and the practical side of heat and summer and uh, making sure that we take care of our health and fitness during these times and talk to you about the approach that, that I use. I know that we've talked about this to some extent in other three, at least one other 365, I think. Uh, we're not going to go a little bit deeper today. So where we are here in Australia, very similar climate, i found, to when we are in California. Um, they say that the two states are the same and are very similar in terms of, of that way and uh, the, the California is the number one hotspot for uh, bushfires in the world and Victoria is number two where I live here and uh, you know the climates feel very similar I mean it just never seems to rain in in California and uh, it, uh, it it rains here obviously but um, they get lots of fires in Malibu and uh, we get lots of fires here in our bush bushland as well um, so we just have to be very very careful um, if you live in one of those areas so the reason I'm talking about it uh, today is that today's going to be about 36 37 degrees and uh, sorry I can't do the conversion if you're living overseas uh, if we look forward oh, if we look ahead to tomorrow, it's going to get up to 43 degrees. And uh, I was talking to Alan this morning, who's a um, client and also an insurance broker who's all over the weather forecast and risk profiles and so forth, said that uh, tomorrow, as conditions are going to be the same as they were for um, Ash Wednesday bushfires, uh, which occurred back here and I think it was 1983, 1984, and uh, it was just devastating. And they, they um, you know, hit so many different areas of the state up where I used to live, I remember as a kid. Um, in, I lived in Bendigo and there were the fires at Wood End and Mount Macedon and you could see the glow from Bendigo, which is like an hour and a half's drive away. Um, very, very scary. I've hit peak hour now, we're really slow. Uh, and the Ash Wednesday bushfires also hit the area where I live now. This is um, <clears throat> like Beaconsfield, Cockatoo, those areas. It's a very, very bush, bush uh, dense. Where I live now in Pakenham, in the actual area of, that I live, there's no, um, no bushland. Uh, having said that, all it takes is you know extreme conditions, and the you know a house to catch on fire th- from you know, whatever, um, you know, it could be fire spotting from the bush, 
with the, the strong winds that we get when we have bushfires here, and they're going to be the strong um, northwesterly winds tomorrow with those high temperatures, and it's very, very high risk. Uh, so we have to be um, prepared. And if you live in those areas, like I used to work for St John Ambulance, and uh, we had to do some bushfire training uh, with the CFA uh, if we were to go and do uh, like first aid duties at these um, staging events for, oh sorry, staging locations where there were fires. And I, um, I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to help out at a couple of those events at some big fires um, back in 2006. And uh, when you see the devastation of the fires, and it's, it's just terrible, and you know, you, you can't stop. Uh, you know, those infernos, once they get going, you've just got to control the, uh, where they're going to burn to and the brake lines and, you know, protect the houses and uh, protect the people, and that's the best that you can do. And so it's going to be a bit like that these next a few days so if you are listening to this and you live in one of those risky areas uh, then in Australia we say that you've got to have your bushfire plan ready and enacted and you know for today and tomorrow and that's doing things like if you're making the decision whether you're going to stay and protect um, whether you're going to leave and leave early and never try and drive through a fire and all those types of sensible things. Um, really important to get those things right. And um, it's just a silly motorcyclist passing between me and a truck. Uh, very, I mean, he's about to do it again. A semi-trailer, ridiculous, going so close to that truck. And what happens with the trucks? <laughs> they suck under the motorbikes and it's happened a number of times on the freeway I'm driving on right now. Silly, silly people. Um, yeah, so make sure you've got your fire plan enacted in place for tomorrow and today. Leave early and, you know, take the things that you need to with you, the emergency things, everything else can be replaced. These days we're lucky with the, the photos that we've got electronically up in the cloud, so, you know, they're not going to burn. In the old days it was take all your photo albums and that kind of stuff, your legal documents. Um, but look, just make sure your insurance is in place. Um, I think the insurance companies have like a 48 to 72 hour embargo on people in those areas. Uh, so you've, you've just got to make sure that you're all protected. But when it comes to your, uh, your health, your fitness in the heat, there's a couple of things that I always recommend. Uh, obviously, I think it makes sense to not be exercising intensely in the heat, outdoors in the heat. So, for instance, we have a boot camp session tonight, which will be inside. I think the overnight projected low for tonight is 30-plus degrees, uh, which will probably be some sort of record for here, which means it's really, really hot. People are going to be hot all day. Um, I know that people don't hydrate as well as I suggest. Uh, so they're going to be a little bit dehydrated. And so come tonight... Um, if we were to exercise in the heat intensely, then it's it's not a really smart thing to do. Uh, so we'll be transferring tonight's session indoors in the air-conditioned comfort for those people that still want to come. Uh, because, you know, come the heat, people say, oh, it's too hot, I'm not going to bother exercising. Now, that's silly, 
and take into consideration what I just said. But yeah, if it's super, super hot, uh, you're not going to go and exercise in the heat. But you can still exercise. Um, so what that means is that you must be well hydrated. You need to make sure that you've eaten well through the day. And probably um, don't go super crazy in your workout, but still work out. Um, so I wouldn't be doing an intense hit session. Um, I'd be focusing on something uh, a little less intense. Maybe it's just like a strength session um, where you're having a little bit more, bit more rest between, between sets. Um, but there's certainly no reason to stop because, you know, based on where we live, uh, summer's hot, are hot here. And are you going to stop exercising for summer? No, I mean, that's the irony. A lot of people want to exercise and look good for summer and then stop for summer. You know, maybe get back into it in spring and that kind of stuff. So you've got to find the right location, be cool enough so that you can still exercise and achieve what it is that you want to achieve. With the hydration side of things, I've got a few clients that work outdoors and what I say to them on these hot days, uh, what you want to make sure is that you're taking in enough electrolytes because you will sweat out the electrolytes from your body uh, the salts and uh, you need to replace those so as a general guide I say about 600 mils of Gatorade sipped or power, um, not Powerade Staminate that kind of stuff hydrolyte uh, to two bottles so 600 to 1.2 litres of water so in other words if you will see the tennis players uh, they'll take a sip from their electrolyte drink and then they'll have a biggest bigger mouthful or two of water from uh, their you know their water bottle and it's important to get that ratio right otherwise you'll find you're just taking too many electrolytes now if you're just drinking water you're going to flush out all the electrolytes you're going to start to cramp up uh, and eventually your body will start to shut down so you've got to make sure that you get that balance right so certainly during exercise what I'd be doing on a, a day like today is sipping my electrolyte drink and making sure that I have that having said that it's making me thirsty so I'm going to take a sip uh, that's that's the first tip in terms of your food um, I come across a number of people that say I don't really eat when it's hot because I'm you know I can't eat I'm not hungry that kind of thing and so what I would suggest is maybe just adjust your eating and Yes, I get, you know, if, it, if it's hot and you're feeling hot, to have like a, a hot meal is probably not going to cut it for you. It doesn't bother me. I just want to get in the nutrients. But uh, you may feel like, well, I can't do that, but I can do some salads. So I'm going to uh, have some salads. So maybe have a salad for lunch. Make sure you've got a good amount of protein in there. And maybe have a salad for dinner as well and just get some, some snacks in there. If you really want to cool down, try something like one of my favorites which is a choc mango frozen smoothie uh, so that's got like a, a cup of liquid in it whether it's something like um, almond milk or skim milk um, some people like to use coconut water or just you know water um, a cup of frozen fruit a scoop of a high quality protein powder that gives you at least 25 plus grams of protein per serve and only about 100 calories 
and um, you can put some flax meal in there as well and buzz that all up and you'll be surprised at how satisfied uh, you will feel um, because of drinking it and how full it makes you but also how much it will cool you down because of the frozen fruit when you've got this in your tummy in your system it can't help but uh, cool you down so that's a, a good one or eating some frozen fruit is also good I'll often have like a cup full of frozen mixed berries might put a little bit of natural muesli on there and then a couple of scoops of mu- uh, a scup- couple of uh, tablespoon or scoops of uh, natural uh, a low fat low sugar yogurt on top and then maybe have a protein shake as well um, and then that's a that's a good snack for me which also then cools you down because you're having the frozen fruit um, so that's another good one uh, but the salads are a, a bit of a winner uh, making sure that you're getting plenty of those um, they work really well so a couple of tips if you can't be bothered cooking one of the tips that I would give you is say well go to the supermarket go to the fruit and veg aisle look at the packets of salad not the bowls because I find the bowls just do not have enough salad and you're, you're paying a premium for it being in a bowl um, look at the pre-packed salads and find one that you like the look of. Be wary of ones that have cheese in there uh, and the creamy dressings and stick to something that has maybe got um, a lighter dressing. And uh, you know, grab some chicken breast if you like from a cooked chicken that you take with you. Or if you can't even be bothered with that, uh, most of the supermarkets now you can buy the cold um, chicken breast that's been pulled off uh, the chicken at the deli and you pay more for it but it's a, one of those things that's convenient I'll grab a can of tuna or something like that or salmon or you know that kind of thing uh, and that is a super simple way to uh, you know get a meal in I'll sometimes do that with the crunchy coleslaw salad I'll either use a different salad dressing or I'll only use like half of the salad dressing that they provide because it's, um, it's fairly sugary. Um, but that's an easy way to get in a healthy, a healthy meal. You've just got to watch the sauces though. Um, when it comes to uh, staying cool during your workout, when it's really, really hot, so if we get a couple of days like today, 36, tomorrow, 43, the next day it's going back to... Um, 27, 28, something like that. So that's going to be significantly cooler. Uh, then uh, what I would do is uh, have a wet towel with me. So just a hand towel. And uh, what I do if I'm prepared, I will put it in the freezer. I'll put it in the fridge. I'll wet it first. Roll it up. I'll put it in the fridge or freezer. And then during the workout, I will normally have that around my neck. So from a medical perspective, first aid perspective, if somebody is ever suffering, suffering from overheating, uh, then there's three key points that we, we like to cool our patient. One's around the neck, one is under the armpits, and the other one is uh, the groin. So sometimes you'll see, uh, you know, the tennis players. Um, I'm talking tennis here because um, shortly I'm going to pass uh, the Rod Laver Arena uh, and that is where I'm just going to open one of these protein bar here yeah, I'm a bit hungry going to have a bit on the way in uh, and the Australian Open is on at the moment which is one of the 
the four big Grand Slam tennis tournaments around the world. Um, the Australian Open, I hear them, the tennis players say it's like the best one, best run one in the world. Um, so it's something to be proud of. But these tennis players, like tomorrow, they're playing in this heat. And some of them do overheat and cramp, and you see particularly with the ladies. And what they'll do is they'll put ice around their neck. Um, sometimes they'll lie them down. They'll also put ice in their groin uh, as well. Um, really, really effective way to help you cool. Um, the other one is to, uh, if you were feeling lightheaded and feeling like you were heat affected, first thing that I would say is lie down, take your shoes and socks off, put your feet up and have someone cool you, like stay in a cool place, like an air conditioning fan, something like that. Um, sip water and, um, you know, ice. Ice in those areas that I just said is very, very effective. No one will really know your body like you do and how you feel and so forth. We've come to a complete standstill on the freeway. Hopefully that's not an accident. Um, but you've got to be sensible about it. So I consider myself reasonably fit and strong. And I've done plenty of workouts in 40 plus degree heat in a gym uh, where there's just been a fan or something like that. Unfortunately, in my studio, it's fully air-conditioned, so I can exercise very comfortably, thanks very much. Uh, but if I am in a gym on one of those days, I am not making it my most intense. I'm still working out. It's probably more of a maintenance workout than um, you know anything else. And I listen to my body. I drink, uh, sip, plenty of electrolytes after every set I do. And I will have that cool towel wrapped around my neck um, because I find that that really works. And you know, just um, you know, wiping your your whole face from time to time um, also works really well. So it's a it's a really good tip, and it can really make the difference between not enjoying the workout and you're still sweating because I, I think the uncomfortable zone comes from I'm not sweating but I'm getting hot and I'm I'm yet yeah I'm yet to sweat. But once you start sweating, that's your body's process of saying, I'm starting to cool you down now. Um, and once I get to that stage, I find that I'm, uh, I'm much more comfortable. It's just getting to that, that sweating stage that can be a bit uncomfortable. So, um, I don't know what that hold-up was. We're now moving. So, a couple of tips. Another one that I do for the boot campers, now we're coming to a stop here, is I have a, a bottle filled with water and if I said it's a spray, you know, you, you pump your finger, like, um, like it's got a trigger, and you keep pumping the, the trigger and every time you pump the trigger it sends out a, a spray of water. Um, yeah, it's normally got a nozzle on it where you can either have it on a, you know, like a jet stream or you can have it on a spray, mist type spray. Um, that's the one that I normally have it on. And so what I'll do, if it's super, super hot, I'll put that in the fridge. Um, otherwise, just the water is enough. And I will spray 
uh, you know, on people's faces and the backs of their necks and that kind of stuff, and often in front of the fan. Uh, so, you know, just that that little bit of moisture with the cool air on it, or even if it's a little bit warm air on it, it will have an immediate cooling effect. Um, so, so I'll do that for clients, and I will also do it for myself if it's super, super hot. But now that I've got air conditioning in the, the studio, it's, um, I, I really don't need to do that. But if it gets hot and it's outside, uh, then that's something that I'll do to help cool the, cool the clients. Um, so that's another quite effective one. But like I say, listen to your body. Don't do anything silly. But also, don't be one of those people who says, oh, it's too hot, I'm not going to exercise. Because there's so much you can still do. And yesterday I was talking about building that emotional muscle, you know, resisting, pushing against that resistance is how we get strong. This is the same thing. I mean, you don't want to go through life and whenever it gets too tough for whatever it is in your life, whenever it gets too tough, you just say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's what I do. And this can be hard uh, you know, to teach kids. But you've got to just consistently deliver that message to them where, you know, they might try something. No, it's too difficult. They try it for like a couple of seconds, can't do it and then walk away from it. It's like, we, that's not what life is about. You cannot approach life that way. You have to have resilience. You have to keep pushing against that resistance in order to make yourself stronger and better. Otherwise, you're always going to flip-flop from one thing to another. You're not going to be able to hold down a job because how many times have you been in a job and it's been super tough? If you want to be in a job where uh, you know it, it's not difficult and you can just do the same thing all the time, it's not going to grow you and that's going to lead to other problems in your life, whether it be um, depression, just generally unhappy, uh, you know, uh, your relationships won't be fulfilled because as soon as that gets hard, you, you'll leave it. Um, you know, there's so many areas of your life. You could name any area and I can give you an example of how it's going to be hard. And you, you can't just give up. And this is the same thing with your, your health and fitness journey. It's a rest of your life journey. And if you have periods of time where it's just hot and you say, oh, no, it's too hot, I'm not going to bother doing that because it's too hard, then soon that becomes a habit of giving up. The habit of just, oh, it's too hard, I'm, I can't do it. Now, the good news is I know that that's not you because you're listening to me right now. And if you're listening to me right now, that means that you have got what it takes. And I know you're going to succeed. All I'm doing is giving you some tips to say, well, yeah, we've got two hot days today and tomorrow. Now, chances are, given that it's today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, at least one of those days should be a scheduled workout day for you of some sort, whether it's a bit of cardio or resistance, because we should be doing stuff how often? Every single day. So, sorry, punching. 
that's my e-tag, uh, you, you need to schedule it and follow through so that you get in all your scheduled workouts for this week. Because i got news for you. Certainly in Australia, February hits in uh, next week. And February here is generally our hottest month. So the heat is just is yet to come. So um, I want you to form these habits where you completely nail your health every day and you have a plan for when it's really hot, work out what it is that you're going to do. And I'm saying don't do a super intense workout, but don't like don't make it the hardest one you know of the of the week kind of thing. But also, don't go easy and just turn up and, and just do a half, a half-baked workout. Push yourself still, but listen to your body. It's about not pushing yourself so far into the, you know, the heat-affected area of your body for your workout. That just doesn't make sense. Oh man, I've got to focus here. I've got to change lane. I've got to change a couple of lanes. And uh, I was figured I was going to almost like the airport there for a second. I was not focused. Um, but I think I am in the right lane now. I reckon there's a lot of traffic here going to the tennis. So um, my journey is about to get a lot slower, I reckon. I might have to get into that lane. Mm. This is live. Live. Raw 365. Me driving, working out where I need to go. Mm. Oh, it's getting busy now. <sighs> yeah, so um, really important. Look, I can tell you that I have conditioned myself so well to do um, the 365, as I was talking about earlier in the week, 207 days. And uh, it's something I do every single day. So I wake up and I know that tomorrow I've got to do another one and then another one and another one. And now it's just a habit. It's just a habit that I do. And that needs to be the same with your workout. It's not, uh, not like, um, maybe I'll let this truck in. Not like, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. The truck has distracted me. Um, I do need to change lanes. Go a little bit further. Um, so your, you know, your work, your workout just becomes a, a part of your conditioning as well. It's just something that you do every single day, and you. Don't even have to think about it. It's more, that's what I was going to say, it's more about what day is it as opposed to what temperature is it and will I do one or not. It's a case of, well, this is the day, this is the temperature and um, I need to adjust my workout, not will I do it or won't I. So hopefully that all makes some common sense for you and gives you some good tips. Now I am going to end the 365 now because I uh, am about to get off this this freeway and head past the tennis centre soon. 
how long have we been going? 27 minutes. Uh, and, well, actually, let me give you a live report from the tennis centre. Uh, hopefully that will happen within the next two minutes. I'm going to change lanes now, I think. It's getting worried that I am in the wrong lane. Actually, that left lane, you can only turn left. Let's wait another 200 metres and I will commit to a turn or stay in this lane. We will see. I'm going to get into the other line. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's it. Why don't we have a talk about the tennis? Can we go, go to the tennis? You know, the tennis is uh, like it's such a great sport. Uh, I can't play it for nuts. Um, I certainly can't play it with my knee. Uh, it's not the forward movement so back. It's that lateral movement side to side that, that really affects the, my patellofemoral syndrome and um, I, I just can't do it. Um, but it, it's a fun sport to, to watch, I think, sometimes. I can't watch lots of it, uh, but um, I love Roger Federer. And he's out of the Australian Open this year. He lost in the third, I think it was the third round, to a, a Greek guy. Um, and he then won his next match. Um, so he's got a test against Rafael Nadal, I think. Uh, so it's good to see Rafa playing well as well. I think... Uh, the British guy, what's his name? Um, he's out of it. He went out in the first round. Um, Djokovic, he is still in. Uh, he he won his match last night, but by by default, really, because the guy that he played against, the Japanese guy, Shikuri, I think his name is. Uh, hey, I just need to concentrate here for a second. Uh, he went out with a leg injury, which is unfortunate. Certainly unfortunate if you're paying to see that match because the tickets are really expensive. Um, um, they only saw about five games before he retired. Um, so that's unfortunate. So he's through. Serena Williams was out yesterday. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I, I like watching Roger Federer. I mean, he's, he's won the... I think it's 20 or 21 Grand Slams now. The most of anyone any man ever. Serena Williams has won the most of any woman, which is, she's at 27, I think. Um, and just an incredible, incredibly nice guy. Um, he has such an amazing demeanour on the court and off the court as well. All right, we're approaching the tennis centre. Let's see what the activity is. That's a pretty clean run to here, I've got to say. I wanted to go there to get a ground pass this year, but they don't have ground passes for kids. There it is, Rod Laver Arena. Okay, I don't know what time the tennis starts, but I cannot see one person. There's not one person that's there. What's going on? I would have thought there'd be people getting in early. Maybe the gates don't open until 10. But there's, there's not one person. There's no queue. There's no people walking there. All right, okay. Well, I can tell you it is on. There's plenty of signage up. You can see all the corporate tents and stuff. Oh, that reminds me. Once, when I used to work for RACV, um, they were sponsors. And the MD liked tennis. And they, they, we had a box. And the box of the tennis is not like one of the boxes up in the, the back of the stands. Like, you're right down. I think we were like four rows from the front. And you're at the end, one of the ends, so you don't have to twist your head. You know, you're just looking straight ahead. And uh, I had the opportunity to go there a few times. And one time... Uh, or you get like your boxes of food delivered to you and there's another time where uh, we went out to corporate 
hospitality and had sit-down meals and stuff, full silver service and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, incredible. After you've done that, you cannot watch the tennis any other way. It's like, oh, wow, this is, this is absolute luxurious. Uh, yeah, really good. So, all right, so we've passed the tennis center now. I am getting closer to my appointment. I'm super early. You've always got to allow plenty of time. You never know what's going to happen. But I have uh, almost made it there. And I'll give you an update tomorrow about my eyes. That is me out, Rob Evans, calling you live from the Australian Tennis Open. See you tomorrow. Bye. Okay, I'm back. One more thing. I just remembered. Something super exciting happened yesterday. When I was over in Los Angeles, I met uh, Bruce Buffer. Um, now, do you know who Bruce Buffer is? Well, let me start with this. Do you know who Michael Buffer is? Now, you may not know the name, but when I say what I'm about to say, you will know exactly who it is. Michael Buffer is the guy that has been announcing the boxing for years. He does it on the movies as well. And he, he does the big rev up in the, the boxing room with the microphone. And he says, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> and um, he does it a lot better than I just did. Now, Bruce Buffer, here's an interesting story. So Bruce didn't actually know that Michael was his brother until many, many years later. And anyway, so Bruce Buffer is the UFC, that's the MMA cage fighting stuff, um, octagon announcer. And he does the same sort of thing as Michael does, except he has a big build-up and he says, It's time! And anyway, um, I met Michael over there. He spoke at Mega Success, um, got a photo with him, but then um, he also did a recording for me and a video. Now, the video sucks, um, but the recording's actually quite, quite good. The video of him's good. Um, but the video of me absolutely stinks like a big smelly poo, and I'll tell you why. Um, so we're going to work out how to use uh, use that in some of the marketing and fun stuff on social media. Um, so what happens with the recording? So um, you go into the the room where they've got everything set up, the cameras, the lights, and everything. Bruce is there. You have a little chat with him. You give him some notes about what you want to talk about. He goes through it and he says, "Okay, we're going to do this." And they say, "Now." You've got to stand on this, you know, put a masking tape, little cross on the ground. They say, you stay here, don't say anything, just look straight ahead at the camera. And it's like, okay. And you can hear a pin drop in there. And then Bruce does his stuff. And then I'm just standing there staring at the, uh, at the camera. And it's like, so when you watch it, uh, because I only just got the chance to see it yesterday or the day before. And I'm looking like a stunned mullet. That's just staring straight ahead. And I go from then once he says his thing, it's quite funny. Um, so I, I smile. But I, what would have made it 7,000 times better was if they gave us a bit of coaching. So I, I'd never done that sort of stuff before. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to you know, upset anyone. Uh, was get a bit of coaching and say, okay, so this is your business and whatever. Okay, so when he says, you know, it's time or, you know, whatever he said... Um, you know, maybe jump around, you know, like you're in the ring or, you know, whatever. Or, you know, give him a high five or, you know, something like that. They could have done it much better. Uh, um, but anyway, I think what we will probably do is we'll have some fun with that. And we might crop me out of the video. Um, and then just have him announcing me and 
and so forth. But we'll be able to use the, the audio for it, which is really cool. Anyway, I thought I'd tell you that because I was having fun with that. That's how I start my morning, each morning with his announcement. All right, bye for now.